this be the horniest show? And welcome to episode 69 of Large Popcorn, a space where friends gather around to have elevated and comfortable discussions about all things film in the least pretentious way possible. I promise you that will happen today. For those of you who don't know me, I am one of your co-hosts, Christian Macias, and alongside me, as always, one of the hosts of Remember the Film, one half of I'm So Tired, my Italian Sinistallion, the man who will not tan, Hugo Pinay. Come on. Hello. Hi. Back from holiday and uh, exactly as white as before, uh, as, as Christian said. So, remind, us, rem- remind us where you went and, and how you enjoyed it, your trip. It's funny because I just went to Thailand and we're watching a movie made in Thailand. Uh, yes. which is cool it's just kind of a weird coincidence and like i'm gonna i'm gonna say a few things but there, there were a few things that i was like oh shit i've been on that thing i understand what that means uh, it was cool so did you, did you yeah. run into any underground fire rings while you were there there was one okay there was on this island where we were there was actually a muay thai um what's it called stadium but we didn't end up going because it was it was the only thing that was really expensive on the island. Everything was so cheap, but going there was like a ridiculous amount. So we oh, wow. ended up skipping on that. Yeah, dang. But yeah, they they would they would have like Muay Thai tournaments that, like every day. There would be fighters and that's yeah. le- that's legit badass. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I I kind of feel bad that we didn't go, but at the same time, it was like it was very expensive. So it was like sixty dollars. Oh yeah, that's that's hour. pricey. Like that's I don't pricey. know, it's like that's a lot of money. Spend your time doing something else, chilling. Yeah, but we, we went on like trips and boat ride. We went to like we took the boat to see small island and snorkeling and a bunch of stuff, and everything was very cheap and very fun. So it was yeah. great. One day I'll hang out with you, yo. We'll have a time yeah. just like that. But until then, remember that Large Popcorn is your movie podcast where we talk about the latest in cinema world news as well as anything and everything movies. If you like what you hear, please give us a sub on your favorite podcast service of choice. And please, if you can, remember to leave a review because that does indeed help us out. If you have any questions, please DM them directly to Large Popcorn Pod over on Twitter or you can dial into speakpipe.com slash large popcorn where you can leave us a voice message and we'll play it live on the show. A new episode of LP goes live every other Tuesday, so we sincerely hope that you stick around. And as always, all the resources and items we discuss in today's show will be down in the show notes slash description below. Also, friendly reminder, I do timestamps for every single episode. So if you're on Apple Podcasts, you can utilize those chapters or just look at the timestamp that I write down in the description and skip to wherever you want to skip, etc., etc. For now, let's get into our first shorts segment of the day. We're going to start with the director's chair. And Hugo, I have something different for you today. Okay. A while ago, you had messaged me, I think, on Twitter or TikTok. I think it's probably Twitter. On or even... TikTok? Yeah. I, yeah. Anyway. I did not message you on TikTok. <laughs> okay, well, sorry. whatever. I'm sorry for getting uh, a social media site wrong. Their, these young people in the TikToks. Stop it. You're on the app. Read a book. You're on read there. Read a book. Just read I'm a reading book. A, I am reading a book. Whatever. <laughs> we talked about Goodreads before. Anyway. <laughs> and you just you said let's do let's let's bring back a little bit of like you know games to the show. And I said bet. And this was in response to Pulp Kitchen, um, who had like a, a a they also do a movie podcast and they were doing like this little game where they were giving 
each other the names of a movie title as its opposite, and you had to guess what movie it was. So, okay. we're going to do some antonyms, and I have okay. like 30. That's but, but, that's but, uh, but they're fun. They're, they're, I reckon these are pretty did good. You make I reckon oh. these are pretty good. Yeah, yes, I did. Okay. Um, like they're they're uh, they're pretty good in my opinion. So let's let's just let's just start. You know, so, little, little wait, f- so you're gonna give me like the opposite of what the title is, and I have to get what guess what it is. Yes. Um, oh, if I had an okay. example, <laughs> I'd give you one, but I don't want I don't want to waste any. These are so okay. these are and so you, good. And if I don't know, you're just gonna give me a hint or something. Yeah, or you can just say pass, and I'll tell you whatever. Okay, so okay. this this is a start a little bit easier. Departure. What? Arrival? Yes. Okay, okay. I get it. Them? I understand now. Us? <laughs> yeah. Good deed. And who knows who is who? I'm sorry. That's, that's Floyd, Wow, that's them. really good. That's my favorite pink. That's yeah. probably my favorite song, that's period, a, maybe. It's yeah. a really good song. Yeah. Fucking good. Yeah. Damn. Sorry, Jack. Respect. Good deeds of the past. What? Good deeds of the past. Okay. Bad, something bad. Oh, crimes of the future? Crimes of the future. Is, yeah. Crimes, yes. That's good. Good deeds as the obvious. <laughs> the, sl- the slow and the serene. Fast and furious? The yeah. Slow and the serene. <laughs> Dude, you're, yeah, you're getting these. Uh, here's a toughie. Fix front valley. What? It broke back mountain. Yes, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you got it. Fix front valley. Okay, here, here we go. This isn't really an opposite, but you might get it. The, okay. the red kilometer. What the green mile? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude, you're this is great. Let's. Uh, am I Pete, am I really good at this? Hold. You've done like. I don't know. One fifth of the movies I've written down. Okay. 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 Let's do. You want to do a few more? Yeah. No. No. This is great. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> kick. You haven't stumped me yet. Kick sober hate. Uh, kick sober. Kick hate. Kick sober hate. Sober. The fuck does sober? I don't know the sober because hate is like sober could be love. Sober. Like, as in not drinking? Correct. You know, but like state of mind, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. Uh, kick? Punch? Drunk love? You got it. You got punch it. Punch drunk love. Yeah. Yes. Punch drunk okay. love. Yeah, yes, yes. Great, excellent. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? Because for me, it was like, eat, pray, love. But is that a movie? I don't know. <laughs> eat, pray, love is a movie, yes. Yeah. Which might also be on the list somewhere, but anyway. Video of a man underwater. <laughs> Um, video of a man underwater. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, is, this is my favorite one, dude. Portrait of a, of a lady on, on fire? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Underwater on fire. Oh my God. Okay, okay. If, if you thought that one was ridiculous, wait till this next no, one. You're, now you're getting me tripped up. Be a passenger on my motorcycle. Don't be a passenger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, 
drive my car. Exactly, Hugo. Exactly. I love that Jackson said, I love kilometers. And it's very funny that you chose kilometers as the opposite of mile. That's fun. That's funny as shit. I don't know why. I don't know. I thought it it did not work. It it makes sense. It did work. Yeah, it it did work. Front to the past. Back to the future? Yeah, easy. Too easy. Okay. Tame, tame east. (laughs) What? Wild, wild west? Of course, of course. All right. How about this one? Failing Captain Brian. (laughs) (laughs) You got this one. Failing. Failing. Captain Brian. Captain Brian. Failing. Captain Brian. Don't think about this Saving one too hard. Private Ryan? Exactly. Yeah. Jesus. You got it. Okay. Let me go if you please. <laughs> Let me go if you please. Uh I have this one I have no idea to be honest. Never let oh. me go, but it's like no. Let me go go. Let me go stay. Uh, I do not know. Okay, think Leonardo Brian. DiCaprio. Let me go if catch me if you can. Uh, yeah. God. Brian, okay. the historic opposite of Ryan. <laughs> Ryan <I laughs> Hold on. You, you thought that was heinous? I got a heinous one for you. Okay. <clears throat> Arizona Jim and the Explorers of the Found Plane. And the ex- what? Indiana Jones and the Ra- the Raiders of the Lost Ark? Yeah, yeah. And the yeah. Explorers of the Found? What? <laughs> the Found Plane. <laughs> That's the opposite of Ark? Yeah, I, I guess. I thought Arizona Jim <laughs> was really funny. Arizona Jim is very good. You want to keep going or are we going to call it there? Get, get, okay, two more. Give me the ridiculous. Oh, get, give me oh. the most ridiculous one. Ah, fine. Okay. This is where we stopped. I'll do this right there. And we could do it again. Some heinous ones. Okay. <laughs> okay, this is a movie club one. Dehydration. What? Is it thirst? It is thirst, yes. Great. But dehydration is thirst. That's not an opposite. Oh, you're right. Okay, you hydration. Said, like hunger. Hydration. Or or <laughs> Hungry. I'm kidding. <laughs> Or hunger, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll do... Uh, make... I just have so many stupid ones. The lackluster growing woman. What? The lackluster growing woman? Woman singular? Woman? Woman, woman singular. Okay, so it would be man, I guess. Yes, we have to follow the binary of gender. Uh, a lackluster growing woman. Uh, the, the, I've, I've it's an older no film. Idea. It's an older film. The, the good getting smaller man. <laughs> no. The answer Give is. Me a hint. Oh, okay. okay. A hint? Yes. Black and white? The Incredible Shrinking Man, Jackson says. Jackson is correct. Okay, yeah. I don't know this movie. Good job, Jackson. Fantastic. Me. Yeah. That's on me, I guess. Supposed cinephile, Hugo Panay, cannot even finish Antonames. Plenty more to do. 
maybe next time on Movie Club. Uh, you, you surprised <laughs> me how well you did. I did well, yeah. The last one stumped me, but I was pretty quick on the other ones. Yeah. Arizona Jim. Captain, Captain Brian is the one that got me. <laughs> Failing Captain Ryan, dude. That's so funny. Anyway, uh, moving on, we're going to talk about some recent watches. Hugo watched a few movies. I watched a few movies. Let's let's talk about them here. Um, I want to quickly just uh, say that uh, Hugo had put The Night Comes For Us uh, as extra credit before this episode, ah, yes. which was on Netflix. And I think it was the producers of, uh, of why can I, I can see the movie there. Raid? The Ray, the producer of The Raid, worked on this movie for Netflix. Uh, and let me say, I did watch it, and it was insane, dude. Like, that choreography, I, yeah. Yeah. Like the, I got busier than I thought I would be, so I didn't end up actually watching a few of the movies that I wanted to watch. But, yeah, it's definitely on my list. Jackson says, Ongbak is impossible to watch in Canada. That's a shame. That sucks. Mm-hmm. That really sucks. Anyway, the night the night comes for us was awesome, and I encourage if you have a Netflix account, check this one out. I think everyone's complaints is that the story is a little bit thin, and it is. Um, but that is like, it's okay for a film plot to be serviceable when the action is this good, and the action is that good. So, and the story recommend. of Long Back is thin as well. Yes, and and we'll get into that for sure. Uh, Hugo, you asked me, I think, earlier, right before we started the show, what movie I went to go see last night. And that was George Miller's 3,000 Years of Longing. Mm. And I enjoyed wow. myself. It was riveting. I thought it was a riveting, riveting movie. I uh, Halfway through, I was like, this seems like it's probably based on a book. And it turns out, it, or like a story. Turns out it is. I don't know if it's as good. It probably is not uh, as good as, you know, the written okay. tale, tale yeah. of this. Um but I found it really odd. Even Patrick Williams commented on this that everyone on the Letterbox review, reviews was was kind of uh, annoyed about like the way the story is formatted, or the movie, I should say. Why? That is the movie. What does that mean? Uh, well, I don't want to say without okay. risking spoilers, but okay. um, I agree with Patrick Williams' reviews. Like, yeah, that's that's that, that's the format of the way this movie is is told. Like, that's the movie. Um, and I enjoyed right. myself. George Miller doing cool, cool stuff is, is in my opinion, a good thing. It's very, the favorite, my favorite thing about this is not just the um, performances from, from Idris uh, and Tilda together, but like the editing that is flowing between them in, in one location to like um, the rest of the story. That editing mm-hmm. is, is insane. Uh, and I really enjoyed it. George Miller makes, makes cool stuff, even when it's not his strongest. Yeah. The reviews are kind of mixed, but it seems like it's just weird, and I'm curious. Just, I just want to see some cool imagery, even if the movie isn't a masterpiece or anything. Yes, and cool imagery they have. Uh, Jackson says, Great. George Miller's follow-up to Happy Feet 2. There you have it, folks. Yes. And those are, those are the movies I wanted to shout out. He also says movie about Christian sex life. Oh, that's, that's just mean. That's, that's mean. I don't know, and, you know, and I almost made that my review too on Letterbox. I was like, <laughs> you know, same or whatever, or mood, whatever. So, Hugo, tell me what you watched, Jackson. If I could ban you, I would. Jesus Christ, Jackson. Um, I got to see a few recent movies. I watched uh, Kimmy. I actually watched Kimmy on, well, recently, you know, from this year, I guess. But I actually watched Kimmy on the plane back to Italy because it's actually not out in Italy yet. It hasn't been released oh. in any way yeah so i just watched it on the plane 
which, well, I guess kind of sucked because the screen was shitty, but like the movie's quite good. I really enjoyed Kimmy. Like, I love how right? Soderbergh can just like, I'll just take a digital camera and shoot like three locations for 90 minutes and extremely cheap, and I'll just make a cool movie. It's By like, digital camera, do you mean iPhone? Yeah. I mean, is this entirely on iPhone? I actually don't know if I'm it's entirely, sure. but I think most yeah, of it is I, on iPhone. Right. But regardless, like he he's done this before. He 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 shot stuff with like a cheap camera before. I don't know if this is on iPhone specifically, but whatever it is, like he'll But this movie's the, the budget for this movie is probably just getting uh, Zoe Kravitz in it. And that's it. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, that's it, probably the biggest thing in the budget. And the movie's really cool. Like it's a cool little thriller. I think it's one of the best things that I've seen, at least probably the best thing that I've seen that has COVID in it as something that exists. Like, I can't think of another thing where COVID has been mentioned and it wasn't like just annoying, but this is really good. Right. And this, okay. I actually have to mention this as well. It works because it's not a COVID movie or not a movie about no, COVID, exactly. but it yeah, has yeah, COVID yeah. present in it. And there's two more actually that recently that, that have this. And I re- this is when I really realized like COVID in movies is going to be a thing for a long time. Yeah. Uh, I think for in sure. Bullet Train, there's like, you know, people with masks and that was like, uh, you know, it's just present. It's there. 3000 mm. Years of Longing um, has tons really? of uses of like Tilda Swinton uh-huh. and, and like a mask and stuff. But yeah, I didn't know that. That, that was really cool. Cool though. Like it's the way, like the movie is basically about this character who's agro- agoraphobic by herself and COVID is a big setback for her because she ends up being completely at home. And it's like, I think the premise is so cool. I think the way it develops is very simple, but like I'm into the idea of just watching this 85 minute movie that is a very simple premise, very simple story, does what it needs to do effectively and gets the hell out of the way. And it's like, I don't know. I don't feel like we don't get a lot of these, especially as a thriller. We usually, thrillers usually try to be too big for their own good sometimes. And this is such a simple little story that I really, really enjoyed. And Zoe Kravitz is great. Heck yeah. She's a really good actor. Like, she, she's great. She's really good. I also watched Nope, which is another 2022 movie. I just watched Nope a few days ago. And I liked it. But I, I d- didn't love it as much as Get Out or even Us, for me. Um, Christian is giving me the thumbs down for audio listeners. Um, yeah. But, yeah, 7 out of 10. I liked it. I, I don't know. It's... It's cool. It's cool spectacle. And it's like, it's it has some cool things to say about spectacle and, and like this idea of how exploitation, I guess, uh, of living creatures kind of turns against the people who are doing it in a way. But I don't know. I thought it was cool. I thought the first hour of the movie was really strong. And then the conclusion was fine for me. I hate you, dude. All, all of this is just Why? like, I just, I just do, man. I wish you were based like me and think that Nope is by far Jordan Peele's best, but not all of us can be based. No, no way. There's, there's no yeah, way easily. it's his best. Come e- on. Easily. What are you I, saying? I think man? so, yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy talk. I don't want to, I don't want to spend too long on Nope, but I, I legit do think, okay. yeah. And it, however, I can, I can, I can totally understand your arguments um, and I respect them. I don't respect you. Yeah. <laughs> Even Ryan says Nope, go no, to no. hell yeah. It was good. I would say it was good. It did not blow me away, I guess. Is that okay? Like, 
That, yeah, um, what, what, don't, you don't need my approval for these things. You can, we can all have cool. different opinions. I also watched uh, First Reformed, which I loved. Uh, on the other hand, I thought it was awesome. Like it was, well, not awesome is the wrong word for it, but it, I thought right. it was great. <laughs> um, just very... Um, it, it's interesting, because I, I wrote this in my letterbox review, but the way I feel about First Reformed is like, from my point of view, as somebody who already believes who already is believes some of the themes and ideas that the, that the movie is presenting it's it almost feels it almost felt initially like it was a little obvious just in the sense of like uh, yes climate change is a giant problem and we're not doing anything about it and you know organized religion religion that takes money from giant organizations like that is obviously going to be quite corrupt but it for me the thing about it is that it's obviously being made by somebody that differently from me is a person of faith and is wrestling with their own kind of conflict between their faith and their organized religion and you know their progressive ideas and i think from that point of view it's so deep and interesting and and right. thought thoughtful um, and also just as just as a visual piece of filmmaking i think it's so excellent Yes, dude. Like, uh, yeah. Well, I, I won't go at length. Uh, Jackson and I recorded a, a yeah, podcast yeah. all uh, on first reformed. It, it pretty good. Yeah. So that movie, that movie is a, it's also a tough movie, but I think that's one of its strongest points yeah. is, is how, how difficult it'd be to just to like really take in everything that's on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. For cool, sure. cool, cool movie for sure. Yeah. But like, even listening to the podcast that you guys made, right? But there was some, references from religion that i was like i i don't yeah. know anything about it so i, I didn't get that but yeah. like once i know about it, it it adds to it for sure so yeah it's it's one of those that you could watch like four times and find some get something new every time yeah. you didn't notice yeah the time before yeah and Shut ethan hawk oh fantastic right religion. yeah what do you think would so you good. say this is his best role because you know a lot of people love love first performed as his best I mean, it's up there. Yeah, Moon Knight, maybe. I don't know. I'm kidding. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, Moon Knight. He's. I think he's great in everything. Like even the Northman from earlier this year, he has a small role, and in that role, he's just insanely good. He's obviously great in the Before trilogy. He's, you know, mm. I don't know. He's great in Training Day. He's. I think he's one of the great actors. I, I, I wish he would... Like, I feel like he his filmography should be even longer than it is. What are you yeah, laughing about? I, I, I'm laughing at something in chat. I'm sorry. Right. It, let's talk about... No, <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like he, he should be in even more movies than he already is. Because he's... he's under, criminally underused. Definitely underused. Yeah. Like, I feel like he should be the kind of guy who has, like seven oscar nominations yeah absolutely i agree do you want to talk about this one or should we move on i oh right right i also watched shoplifters which is another one like it gets uh you know we we early in the year we talked about some movies that we wanted to watch to prepare for other movies that were releasing this year and yes the movie broker is going to be by uh what's his first name koreeda i yes. don't remember this the the first name but whatever the director of shoplifters is making this movie Broker, uh, which is also about a family of sorts. And it's a Korean movie, though. It's starring Song Kang-ho, our king. Um, anyway, shoplisters. Hiro- Hirozaku is his name. Um, 
Shoplift is a, another really, really, really good film. Um, kind of sad, but rewarding. It's, it's uh, yeah, very Japanese in, in the sense that it's very melancholic. And Dude, yeah. It, the story, it's, it's very Japanese in the sense that, like, things happen, and it's not necessarily for it following a specific narrative structure. And then the movie ends. And I enjoy that. You just see episodes in the lives of these people. And, and by the end, it feels like it's, you've watched something that is so much more than the individual scenes put together somehow. So I loved it. It was great. Yeah. And you gave it a bit higher rating than I did. Um, yeah, I have which, it at four and a half. Yeah, and I have yeah. it at four. But yeah, I thought it was great as well. Yes. And, and I'm, I'm super excited for Broker because you're right. I think one of the th- things you mentioned is that it's, which is maybe kind of a Japanese film kind of thing is that these movies can be very melancholic, even though they're like really sweet. They center around mm-hmm. like a lot of times like family units. Um, there's still also like a tinge of sadness. And I think that's what draws me into them okay. so well. Um, and Shoplifters is no different. So hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking movies, man. Are they, are movies at S tier media? They might be. Movies right now are the best media. Yeah. Fuck video I'm games. Sorry about video games and all the other yeah. stuff, but anyway. right now I think movies are the best. Couldn't agree more. It's not a competition, but whatever. It should be. It Let's should. move on. We got a few movie news we can cover for you. First, uh, it, sorry, if it was a competition, you'd know there would be like a Jeff Keighley show, the Game versus Stop. Film Awards, and it's Stop, sponsored dude. by I, I don't know Gatorade. I don't want to. I, I don't want to talk about this. Let's move on. Let's move on to real roundup. We got some movie news we can discuss here for you. Uh, not so much news here. More of an opinion. Not even an opinion piece. Just a just a piece. This comes from IndieWire. Uh, David Elric and 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 team put it together uh, the best films of the '90s. They interviewed producers, actors, directors on what their favorite movies of the '90s were. And you got to pull up uh, the boy Ryan Johnson writer-director of Glass Onion, The Knives Out Mystery, who gave uh, 10 movies? I think it was 10 movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this is probably yeah, my, yeah. F- my favorite on the list, and it's actually one that Hugo posted on Twitter as well. Let's read yes. Ryan's list. Goodfellas, this list is not ranked except for this one, which is an indisputable number one. And then moves on to say, Barton Fink, I could honestly swap with Miller's Crossings, I'm uh, sorry, Crossing, Fargo, The Big Lebowski, you name it, dot, dot, dot. And then the rest of the list reads Pulp Fiction, Chunking Express based, Fight Club, The Matrix, Dead Man, Unforgiven, which we've covered on the pod. T2, of course, went back and forth with Total Recall, but I've watched T2 more. That's Terminator 2, folks. And Mm -hmm. American Movie. Ryan Johnson, cool man who just loves movies. Cool man, yeah. I don't know if I'm just a basic... Uh, white guy who likes movies, but my list is very similar to Ryan Johnson's list. I mean, probably Chunking and, and Matrix, I'm sure, would transfer over, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, what, I put the, what, are you, what are your favorite? Nice so, uh, yeah, yeah, thank you for asking, because I, d- I did want to mention a few, and I'm so happy that this movie was coming up on multiple people's list. That is Days and Confused, a Richard, Lin- Richard Linklater mm. film. That is my favorite Hangout movie. It's I think it's so freaking cool. It's not anything particularly special, I'd say, in terms of movie making, but like the vibes there are are right. It's it's my five star comfort hangout movie that really 
I think that's one of the movies that got me into my love of film. Um, funny enough. Uh, and I also want to mention uh, other movies that got like my favorite 90 movies or movies that like got me more serious into movie watching. Those are movies like Goodwill Hunting, which, uh, come on, that it's not your fault scene is incredible. Mm-hmm. Forrest Gump, like, I don't know, is maybe one of my favorite movies of all time. Maybe. And is it, I don't, I don't like, that's, that's one of the most easily watchable movies of all time. Oh, yeah. Of, co- of course, Shawshank, uh, this movie was pitched to me as like, hey, when you watch this movie, you're going to forget that like your own life exists and you're going to be living in someone else's life. And that's how I felt like I was so transfixed. Uh, and then also movies like Gattaca. I love Gattaca. Um, I'm going to throw in the Silence of the Lambs. Of course, that's a movie. It's like I didn't know movies could be like that. Uh, and then Mononoke. I want to, I'm not putting on my list, but I want to shout out as like, I think Mononoke was one of the first Secret J movies, movies that I've seen that wasn't spirited away. And it was kind of the gateway for me to continue on to watch the rest. Um, It's animation in the nineties is really cool as well. Like Iron Giant, of course, is is also a nineties movie, but anyway. Ghost in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Anyway. That is cool, man. The '90s, arguably some of the the best time for movie movie making. Like George yeah. Lucas was talking about this in a, in a video Jackson shared. Like they don't movie, make movies like this anymore, and they they really don't. Like they took chances to make original ass movies in the '90s, and like when I look back and watch these, like it, they wouldn't make this today. It, it really does feel that way. Yeah, but like. <sighs> I mean, there are some exceptions, I guess, but like a lot of these movies, sure. like a big budget films that maybe wouldn't happen in the same way today. I don't know. It's hard to tell, but you know, I hope for what comes around goes around or what goes around comes around. I don't know what the saying is, but, and we'll eventually kind of go back to more. Cause I feel like movies kind of do this where there's a period where everything's a franchise and then, it goes back a little back more to original stuff and then back to franchises and but mm. we'll see. Maybe I'm wrong and we're all fucked and you know, all gonna die anyway. So might as well just watch Avengers twenty five. Stop. Stop <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I'm we say that, but like I I watched like a clip of Shang Chi last night. I was like, man, this, this Shang Chi rips. It was a cool movie, yeah. No, yeah. it's true. True, 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 for sure. Yeah. Any movies that you want um, to shout out? Ninety I mean, movies. My okay, I have let me check. One, two, three, four, five movies that are on the same list as Ryan Johnson, which are, I mean, obviously The Matrix, Pop Fiction, Chunking Express, Silence of the Lambs, and Fight Club, which I believe he all had. Yes. Fight Club is one of those movies that it's because people who like it suck, it, it, it gets forgotten, I think, somewhat, but it's still great. I defend that movie. Um, I I like The Big Lebowski. He chose another um, Coen Brothers movie, but The Big Lebowski is probably my favorite Coen Brothers movies. More than Fargo? Of the Coen Brothers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it Dang. is, yes. I really, really like The Big Lebowski. Um, and then what else? I guess, I guess if I had to fill out a 10 list, I'd have to have Schindler's List on it. Uh, I don't know, like... Just a hard watch, but to me, a perfect movie, and... In the first scene of the movie, I can see the name of my family 
in in one of the suitcases wow. that they show of people from Auschwitz. So it's I don't know. I know it's an obvious choice, but it is what it is. Um, mo- I mean, who cares? The movie is like legit. It's great. A masterpiece. It's just, it's just great. It's a masterpiece. Yeah. Um, and then I really, really love my favorite Paul Thomas Anderson movie is from the nineties. I think it's ninety nine and Mag- Magnolia. Have you seen Magnolia? I haven't seen Magnolia. You should watch Magnolia. You would love Magnolia. It's like a three-hour movie, but it flies by, and it's just like one some of the wildest shit he's ever made, and it, I love it so much. Um, and finally, as a tenth, I would have Before Sunrise. I think, yeah, not necessarily in that order, but like as the ten movies that I would mention. Um, and it's- like, just the, the, my biggest honorable mention though is Eyes Wide Shut, which is another. It's a the, the last Kubrick oh. film. Some people don't like it as much Fidelio. as his more kind of revered uh, masterpieces, but I, I think it's really, really good. A movie that's worth revisiting, I think. I've actually never seen Eyes Wide Shut, so. It's so good. Uh, we should movie. do that on Movie Club. Sexy, we should do sexy Sexy movies. movies. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's not even that sexy. It's just no. kind of fucked up. Norbit like, would win. I guess, I guess um, sex thrillers could be a theme. Uh. Uh, I Dubai says I watched Eyes Wide Shut with the movie's producer. No lie, oh, yeah, you told me this. Yeah. That's insane. That's pretty cool. That's sick. That's also, uh, before we move on, I just want to mention like it is very hard to come up with a list of ten movies for the nineties. Oh, yeah. Like I didn't even mention Contact, Apollo thirteen, October Sky, Clueless. Uh, where's the other one I wanted to mention? I think you said Before Sunrise, uh, Rush Hour. Come on, dude. Come on. End of what Evangelion. What about David Lynch's Lost Highway, which I'm the only person who's seen? Yeah, it's, yeah, be just, yeah. It's a, yeah. the in, most insane David Lynch movie. Maybe not the most insane, but the second most insane David Lynch movie. Great. Jurassic Park insane. is from the 90s. Like, uh, oh, sure. You know, Seven. So is Big Daddy. Heat. The Adam Sandler movie. Okay. Adam, <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's, let's, let's move on. I don't want to, yeah. Who's Big Daddy? Okay. We recently got a new look at the Fablemans. Next Steven mm. Spielberg movie that's premiering at TIFF this year. Mm-hmm. Our Lord. Uh, or what, how do you say it? Our Year and Lord 2022. I don't know. I don't you know what I'm trying to say. Know, anyway. I'm Italian. Uh, <laughs> I, I, saw, I saw this. this uh, Naomi Watts. Right? Naomi Watts? Yes. Uh, I saw no, this. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Not Naomi. Naomi uh, Michelle Williams. Thank you. Yes. I apologize. Anyway, I saw this first look and I was like, you know what? I gave Hugo a lot of shit for, for about Steven Spielberg for some reason because I thought it was funny. Uh, but I take it all back. I am now excited for the Fablemans. And in, in fact, I want to watch great. more Steven Spielberg movies. Okay. So which ones have you not seen is the question. I haven't seen E.T. since I was a kid, so I'm going to rewatch E.T., Oh, yes, you need to rewatch E.T., for sure. I haven't seen Munich since I gave it a three-star, and I would say I was probably too young. Nuts, Nuts. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've Munich's also... great. I've only seen the first 15 minutes of Close Encounters of the Third Kind, and mm. I feel like I should just, you know, yeah. finish that. Yeah. Those are probably yeah. my priorities. I don't Like, do I need to go see my- BFG? No. <laughs> Have you seen, okay, have you seen Catch Me If You Can? Yes, that's why it's on the, okay. the Anto names. Then, 
I don't know. I think the, those are the, the essentials, I guess. We, we watched Minority Report for the podcast. Um, you know, I, I, Matt, you've obviously seen Raiders and The Last Crusade and Saving Private Ryan, Gentle to List, and those movies. So I'm probably going to re before the Fable, Fable Man's comes out. I was kind of thinking of rewatching his early movies. Like, I want to rewatch Jaws, Close Encounters, and E.T. Um, just because I saw them a while. I mean, I've seen E.T. a bunch of times, but I actually haven't mm. seen Jaws and Close Encounters that many times. I think I've only seen Jaws twice and Close Encounters once, and I do kind of want to revisit them. Yeah. Um, his his movies are great. Um, I think the Fable Man is going to be really good. Uh, I hope. Um, <laughs> Hugo, yeah. not Hugo. Jackson just shared a tweet that says, "Me and my friends would have killed ET with hammers." I can tell you that much. Jackson is. I a saw menace. another tweet. Jackson is is on some things today. I don't know. Um, he, he. I just saw a tweet the other day about ET, uh, saying like. It's very much a children's film in a way. And I think, and the tweet was saying something like, the reason why it's not as talked about as movies from other movies from the 80s that, you know, like young males from the 80s would talk about more, like, you know, the Star Wars or, or Back to the Future or even frigging Ghostbusters. It's like, because it's, it is a very sweet film about children and it's right. less cool i think than those other 80s movies that people remember i think and talk about a lot but it's legitimately a classic very very good i, I want to rewatch it too soon okay there you have it yeah uh, uh, other movies i would quickly want to mention empire of the sun i might check out lincoln maybe good it's also movie. a biopic but it uh, well Daniel Day uh, Lewis. lincoln is compelling but also yeah. kind of Two hours and a half, and then the Have color seen? okay. Purple. Oh, the color purple is really good. Okay, the color purple is really good. I'm one of the f- people who like the Bridge of Spies and the Post, which a lot of people don't Ooh. like, but Ooh. I enjoy those quite a lot. So. I thought they were fine. I think quite good. Yeah. Anyway, but I don't know. There's something about just Spielberg filmmaking that I love. Like, there's something about him just shooting dialogue scenes like they're the most important scene in the whole movie that gets to me. Like every scene he does put so much into, even if it's a simple scene. And it's something that we don't see as much in movies. Yeah. Sometimes movies forget about being visually creative. And I think Spielberg, even in films that are like very dialogue heavy, very indoors heavy, where there's not big action set pieces or anything, he still tries to make the film as cinematic as possible. And I appreciate that. Turns out Steven Spielberg, good director who would have thought who would have thought? <laughs> uh, I want to quickly gl- uh, glance over this news item. Avatar is getting a theatrical re-release that is coming September 23rd in the U.S. I don't know about Italy. Probably not in Italy. With a 4K HDR remaster of the film. And I asked people on, on Twitter, using Large Popcorn Twitter account, if they were going to go see it. Uh, a lot of people were saying no. Um, but I, I would reckon that a lot of people will, in general audiences, might actually be going to this. And you're going to see Avatar rise up in, you know, best grossing film of all times again for the third, it the already, third release. Of I this think movie. it already is um, number one again because it got re-released again? after. Yeah, it got a small re-release after Endgame. I think during COVID at some point they re-released it and it just made a tiny bit more just to get over the hump. It is currently at 150 million away from 3 billion. But that is I don't know if 
I God. think a re-release will not make that much money. That's too much. One fifty. Yeah, yeah. But like Avatar Two is Loki might just be an insane number at the box office. Just out of people. Well, I guess I saw the first one. I'm curious to see what the fuck is going on. I don't think Avatar One is that good, but I still respect the craft of that movie so much so oh, that shit, I'm yeah. like kind of stoked to go see Way of the Water. You heard it here first. I like. Way of the Water is like, I'm not excited for it, but I'm definitely going to go see it opening day. And I yeah. don't know what it is about, you know, James Cameron coming out with these movies. And like, I don't, I don't know. I don't really care, but I'm still going to go see it because I'm curious to see what the fuck is going on. Also, like, come on, dude. Like, that movie looks so good. Like visually, I, sh- I should say. I don't know, man. It kind of just looks like Horizon Zero Dawn to me. That's an insult to James Cameron. It's, I know, but... I don't know. We'll see. Hugo, tell me about this next news item. I hope it's good. For real. For real. Yeah. Next news item is, it's just, I think that the THR published an article just right before we started recording. Uh, apparently, uh, you, you know, there were rumors about the who's going to direct Fantastic Four yes. for the MCU. And apparently they're in talks with Matt Shackman, uh, who is the person who directed WandaVision. Um, so yeah, that's the news. You remember there was like rumors about Steven Spielberg, which was stupid. It was never going to happen. But um, Brad Bird, where are you well, at? Brad Bird, yeah, but I don't know. I feel like Brad Bird at this point wouldn't. He do wouldn't do it, it. No, to be honest, yeah. But yeah, Matt Shackman is an interesting choice. He he directed a bunch of like Always Sunny. He directed episodes of Game of Thrones. Um, he. Directed all of One Division, so I don't know. Could be, could be a cool choice, I guess. Any thoughts on that? I saw this rumor and I was like, I don't know if I have faith in this in this dude to do like a you know proper know. introduction of the Fantastic Four in the MCU. But I, like those mo- those yeah. movies are also like really hands on by by Feige and you know other executive producers. Yeah. Like, well, does it really matter? I don't know. It's not. It's not really exciting to me to see this Matt know. Shagman. Yeah, he's. He's cool. I think he made some cool stuff, but I don't know. I d- my thing is, like, I have no relationship to the Fantastic Four. I don't know anything about them beyond the three crappy movies that they made. So, Islam. Islam in chat says they should get the cast from Always Sunny for this. Um, and by this, he means I Fantastic mean, Four. Yeah. Danny I'm DeVito is the thing, but just Danny know, DeVito painted orange. No, 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 no. Sorry. No, 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 no. Danny DeVito has to be the, the human torch. The, who's the thing? I don't care, but he says the human torch. Okay. Uh, Ezum also says he seems like a guy that would be good at doing what he is paid for. What does that mean? Just like, just by by the books, very much just following whatever they say. Yeah, Yeah. sure. And like WandaVision, it was probably a little. WandaVision, though, like WandaVision had some very cool creative stuff in it, even if it didn't end on the high note that was the first few episodes. But like, I don't know. We'll see, I guess. I don't know. I have no expectations for this, so I don't, I don't yeah. know if you do. But I don't know. I yeah. also have to wait to see what they say uh, for the cast next month at D23 or whatever. Mm. My thing about Marvel is that I just don't get excited for things until they're like, you know, the day of. Close. Yeah. Yeah, right. Anyway, last news item. Uh, this comes from Deadline. Kathy Yan to direct and executive produce a live action series adaptation of Paprika for Amazon. And I wrote in here, I don't know if I like this. Um, 
Mm. I think the definitive version of paprika exists, you know, in terms of like visual. Um, and it, it's, right. uh, it, it's the Satoshi Kon film. Uh, because I don't know if Which there's a way to do, I don't know if there's a way to do that that doesn't have Cohen's like iconic editing, which in my opinion is what makes Paprika so special, is the editing in that animated film. It's so um, yeah. incredible. Can they do this in a live action Amazon format? I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like the fact that they're saying, oh, we're going back to the book and making something new and it's a mini series or whatever, like, like it, it's something that could be cool. So, I don't know. Like, if they were saying, oh, we're making, a, like, a live-action film and it's going to go back to Satoshi Khan and kind of do his thing, then I would n- know that it was not going to be good. But because they're readapting it, I guess it, it kind of could be cool. I think it's a cool premise to do a TV show on. Sure. Um, like, because, like, imagine, you know, Inception is heavily based on Paprika, but imagine Inception, instead of being this giant blockbuster film, but it's, like the little adventures of these people who go into people's dreams and steal their information. That, that's a cool premise mm-hmm. for a TV show. And Paprika's kind of like that. Um, although I do agree that the, just the crazy shit you can show in animation is going to be hard to replicate. My, my silver lining is that um, Amazon is competent at making TV shows. Like if it was Netflix, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I would have this confidence, but Amazon seems like they at least partially get it. And like case in point, the Lord of the Rings TV show that that's dropping, I think, end of next week is getting like rave reviews. Um, saying it's like oh really, I haven't actually checked the reviews. Yeah, saying they're saying it's on par with like how how like how loving the craft is in, in the films. Like it's the the show's on par. That's good. So Amazon gets that, that on, it, some on a visual level. You mean? Yes, yes, yes. That's good. Um, so I don't know. Like it, it could it does have the potential of maybe being good, but I just, in my opinion. Like, just watch the original film. We don't need adaptations of, of Asian things all the time. Mm. But whatever. What do I we'll know? See. It, could, it could be fantastic yeah. for all I know. Okay. That's it for Real Roundup. If you miss anything, feel free to shout us over on Twitter. And if any other big news breaks, stick around because we may just talk about it on our next episode. For now, let's see what's on the marquee with today's topic of the show. Ong Bak. Muay Thai. Warrior. Hugo, uh, we did Ongbak for our martial arts movies theme for Movie Club this month. You are our resident martial arts movie fan. Is there any martial arts movies that you can think of that you wanted to shout it out that you want to shout out here? Oh, we actually, start. Okay. Um, so many. Um, well, okay. Uh, Jackie Chan has made a bunch. Just watch. All the good Jackie Chan act kung fu comedies are just great. Like the stunts yes. are on par with anything you're gonna see in Ong Bak, but they're also comedies with silly stories and Jackie Chan making funny faces. Um, sorry, there was a sound outside my window. So, as far as Jackie Chan movies, just Police Story, Project A, Meals on Wheels is great. Uh, Dragons Forever is great. Uh, Drunken Master, Drunken Master, the Legends of Drunken Master, which is Drunken Master Two, I guess, is the most kung fu film that he made and it's also really really funny um but also like watch stuff by uh yun Ping, who is the uh well co- action choreographer for the matrix and kill bill and crouching tiger mm, and hidden dragon mm. but he also directed movies my favorite of his that i've seen is iron monkey which stars donnie yen in it and is insane 
it's a it's it's like kind of a wuxia film where they you know where they do the impossible jumps and and, right. and stuff and they fly in the air and do flying kicks and it's it's ridiculously good that film it's so fun um such a great little kung fu film um what else have we got in terms of martial arts um kung fu hustle if you haven't seen it is an another action comedy that is like this is like kind of fan of a fantasy film like they it's kind of Feel, kind of feels like live action anime, but it's Chinese. So it's kung fu, but with with like an almost an anime spin and more modern. The the Ip Man series is great. Oh yeah, um, and obviously the Raid series is great as well. Um, if you want to see something not Chinese, and I guess like you know we talked about Shang Chi earlier, but Shang Chi really got you know especially the first hour. And fifteen oh, of Shang Chi. They got it right. Is such a good kung fu film because it's like it's made like a kung fu film more than a superhero film. They just kind of do crazy action set pieces with insane action choreography with theatrical actors doing it, and yeah, it really nails that part. Um, so yeah, those I guess are some. And obviously, you know, there's some American films that took took on martial arts like Rush Hour, The Matrix, Kill Bill, Rush Hour. Um, you know, but yeah. That's a whole bunch of movies, but there's so many more. Like anything yeah. with Jet Li in is is worth watching, and yeah, so much more. I need to watch Lady Snowblood. Lady Snowblood is good. Yeah, it's very good. Not not as much, I guess, a martial arts film technically. Like true, true, it, true, true. The thing is, like movies like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, for example, where or Hero are movies that I guess they're kind of martial arts films, but they're also more about. Um, but I guess not, you know, fist fighting. It's more about swords and, and, and giant jumps and spinning in the air, which is great. <laughs> Thank you, Hugo. So, yeah. You're, I don't know if I would have come up with a comprehensive list as, as well as you did. Like, anything, anything oh, that I would so mention much, is with movies that you already so said. Much more, and by the way, there's so much more that I haven't seen either. Like, I have so many on my list to watch that I want to get to. I was going to watch a few more, but I got so busy this month. Yeah. Yeah, you're on holiday. COVID again and stuff. So I can, yeah. yeah. It happens. Yeah. Topic of the show again. Ongwak Muay Thai Warrior. Directed by Pratya Pinkao. You go read us that description, if you will. The description is so good. Like, no computer graphics, no stunt doubles, no wires. <laughs> Which is, like, it's not even the premise of the movie. It's just saying, oh, Dude. yeah, we're just doing crazy stunts and risking our lives. So please understand the crazy shit that we're doing. Um, but the actual premise is, when the head of a, sta- of a statue sacred to the village is stolen, a young martial artist goes to the big city and finds himself taking on the underworld, underworld to retrieve it. Which is basically the entire plot of yeah, the film. the whole thing. Uh, I had to mention real quick um, the mm. balls uh, for this description. <laughs> uh, I thought I was lied to when I said no stump doubles. I was like, "What do you mean?" There is clearly there's there's a we'll get to this, but there's like a scene where uh, Tippy I 
forgot I said where Ting uh, is fighting someone. I was like, man, that is so clearly not the same person that Ting was like actually fighting. That's that's a stunt double. And then I read this piece mm. of trivia. I read this piece of trivia. Many of the bad guys had weird hairstyles to hide their head padding. During the slow motion scenes, you can see them angle their heads downwards to catch elbows on the top of their heads, presumably where the padding was thickest. And that's when I realized. When, when people look different, it's because they were putting on the padding and then like a weird wig over it. And that's, mm-hmm. it wasn't actually a stunt double, it was just the padding. It's like everyone is doing that stunt. And I was like, damn, this is actually way more impressive than I, than I originally had thought of. Like this, this it's rocks. Crazy. It's crazy. This dude just jumps two meters into the air and elbows people right on their head really hard. And, like, it's slow-mo, so you can tell it's not fake. Uh, and they just have to figure out a way to take that hit without dying. Oh, like, man. There, there's some, like, nah. there's some legit stunts in here where I'm, like, I was squirming on my couch. Uh, yeah. Some some more trivia. Tony Ja uh, trained extensively in Moy, Moy Baran for four mm-hmm. years in preparation for this film. Can you imagine that? Four years. Four freaking years. Almost half a decade yeah. of training. Yeah. I mean, if you want to get good at Muay Thai, you got to kind of do that. You got to do it. And it paid off. And obviously, like, he became a big star over there making Muay Thai films. He made a lot of them. Um, not not many of them kind of trans- sort of uh, became popular overseas as much, but over there, they're quite big. Last trivia I have here. Related to Tony Jaa. Prior to the film's release in the Western world, action hero Steven Seagal was so impressed by it that he planned to release the film through his production company with newly shot scenes featuring himself as the teacher of Tony Jaa's character. Thank God this did not happen. Thank God that did not happen. That would have been terrible. Yeah. Yeah. That sucked, man. Why would why would he why would they that? ruin it like that? Yeah, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> Islam says that sounds amazing. Oh man! <laughs> like the whole point of the movie is like he's trained by this monk and he tells him only use you know your muay thai for defense. And imagine if instead of that it was Steven Seagal. <laughs> Stop. Um, no, I, I thought what we got actually we'll just get into the film itself. Um, so spoilers yes. ahead. Uh, while we're at it. I thought like the like you know his teacher being the monk was was like badass. Um, oh yeah, the monk saying was, like now that I've taught you this, you have to promise never to use it. Like that goes yeah. raw. If that was Steven Seagal, I would like would Steven Seagal has said this? <laughs> I, I I don't know. No, no. And it's funny because he says that, and then one scene later, the monk is like, "Well, I guess you're going to the big city to beat up a bunch of criminals now." Okay, I, I just like sure. I'm glad you mentioned this because like, if I have any issues, it's this, it's this right here. How quickly? I guess not even how quickly. Like, how little uh, Tony Jaw's character Ting like actually spends thinking about like how he broke essentially broke that promise to his like. <laughs> he's a monk. He's being. He's gonna be ordained think, as a monk, okay, and he like breaks okay. that promise. But if, is it? Uh huh. I think the subtitles are probably not getting some nuance of what he's saying. That could be to me, it. Yes. Like to me, I think what the, mo- the the master is saying is only use it like in defense or to protect yeah. the people. You, like, because that's generally the idea with, with martial arts on this level, you know, when they're linked in a way to, to 
religious uh, ideas as well. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> with, the, with the way it is translated, it's like, never use it. Then one scene later, oh, I guess guess you can go. Yeah. Uh, oh, he's got to use it. <laughs> yeah, oh, he's going to beat up a bunch of people. Yeah. Uh, I have a discussion question that I actually didn't write down for you. Um, that's okay. what I want, I want to start with. Before I watch it, before I watch this movie, a lot of I went usually I go through a bit of reviews and see what, how people are rating it, not what people are saying about it. And then afterwards, oh. I'll do the same thing, and then I'll, I'll read a lot of three and a half star reviews on Letterbox. People not mm-hmm. really like into the story, and I think I'll have to agree. The story is a little bit thin. It's serviceable to get us to like these huge what action story? pieces, <laughs> yeah. like- but like <laughs> I don't know. I th- in my opinion. What is there, what the movie is trying to do in terms of like action set pieces is so good that I don't yeah. really care that the story's a bit thin. And I want to know if you feel similar. 100%. I do not give a shit what the story is. Yeah, okay. Like they steal this religious relic that is important to the village. And so he has to go to the big city, beat up all the gangsters and get it back. That's all I need to know. And like... He's so good at Muay Thai that they try to blackmail him into doing paid fights. That's it. That's that's yeah, good enough for me. Exactly. Like the movie is also like what a hundred minutes. It's not a long movie, so it doesn't. Whatever. Yeah, hour forty, right? Yeah, that would translate. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not. Like the story yeah. is very clearly just an excuse to get to the set pieces and see Tony Jaa do all the crazy stuff that he's able to do, and that's good enough for me. And I, I think that's where most of our conversation is going to take place is is the actions. Oh, yeah. So before we get there, I actually wanted to mention the composer for this movie, Richard Wells, not no relation to Jackson Wells. <laughs> Richard Wells, dude. Can you imagine can you imagine now he writes in chat. Oh yeah, that's my uncle. Uh, imagine. Yeah. Anyway. Um why am I shouting out Richard Wells, the composer for this movie? I thought the music in this movie was raw as hell, dude. When it like switched, like, all right, now he's going to be in the city and they're playing like Thai rap. Like, I I, I thought it was sick, dude. Like, this is how I'm... When did this movie take place? The 2000s, early 2000s? 2003, yeah. This is exactly the way I imagine the 2000s, like, all the time. The music they're playing in in these, like, scenarios. And, like, it made me miss the 2000s. Like, it was was cool. Like, remember, like, Fast and the Furious movies, like, when they, like, pan over the cars and they're playing music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is cool. the first scene... And the first scene where they get to Bangkok is like, oh, they were doing a street, a cool street race with cool street bikes. And it's like, there's this little gangster with sunglasses at night and they're playing Thai rap and it's just badass. You know, it's it's very much the early 2000s vibe that, yeah, it's nostalgic at this point. I've realized that's I've realized that it's gone from being corny to being like Mm -hmm. a certain kind of charming. Mm -hmm. Where it yeah. now it feels more cool than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's definitely oh. corny though. Like, <laughs> it's tr- I mean, sure, sure. Yeah, okay. Uh, this is actually where we get our introduction of, of Hunley as well, uh, which I think. Oh my god! Oh my god! What? So in the movie, mm-hmm. we have a character when he he yes. was when he was in the village. His name was Hunley. When he moved to the city, he changed his name to George. He has a third name. Do you know what, what his third name is? What they call what, what they call him? Dirty what balls. <laughs> they call him Dirty Balls. That is incredible. That wasn't in the subtitles, though. 
No, not at any point. But if you if you look at the letterbox credit, yeah, he's got three names and thirty balls is one of them. Episode sixty nine, baby. Hey, fair enough. You know, dirty balls for every. I mean, if you're gonna do sixty nine, clean your balls, please. At the very minimum, yeah, clean your. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like, come on. Okay, enough horny. Jesus Christ. Uh, let's get into some of the stunt work. I think um, we can go anywhere, but I want to start with this. Tony Jaa is a yes. G. This man is doing insane shit. How is he jumping this high? How is he being this precise? Go ahead. I, that's the thing. How is he? Ju- he just jumps off walls and goes three meters into the air and just lands like it's nothing. <laughs> you know, the, the opening scene is him climbing this tree. Like It's like a competition of all the people in the village Dude, to get to the top of the tree. The anxiety. Yeah. And it's not a flag, actually. It's actually the traditional um, little piece of fabric that they put around the Buddha in the, in the sitting position. But, like, he just jumps off this tree and he lands with his knees, like, chest high. And if I did that, I would break my legs. And he just gets up. And I'm sure there's some padding underneath yes. there, but, like, it's still very high. I had so much anxiety watching this because it, for the reason like their people, the stunt people in this were falling high from like they're climbing yes. this tree and they're falling all from a high place down to the ground. In some cases, smacking tree limbs on the way down. I'm like, damn. Yeah. I have nothing but respect for these actors, dude, because <laughs> I wouldn't do this. I'd be too scared to let myself go and drop. Yeah. God, anyway. Yeah, they're crazy. Crazy. Uh, like some just, of the time he's just doing it on random streets. So if he lands badly, he's just falling on the ground. Yeah. Like, I think there was a piece of trivia that said that Tony Jaa like hurt his ankle for a little bit and then like production stopped for like I a few weeks. Believe it. Like, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, I I want to say that I also didn't know anything about this movie going in. Um. Mm-hmm. So there's like a shot near the beginning, uh, and they're, you know, one of the monks is talking about how like the Ongbak festival happens once every 24 years. And I'm like, oh, boom, nailed it. The plot of this movie is that uh, uh, Ting is going to have to fight through this festival. Like, that's that's the thing. I, n- I didn't even read the letterbox like description. Uh, I was very off base. Anyway. Yeah. Back to the stunts. I want to say this. Again, the balls on the movie making for them to set up multiple cameras whenever they're going to do a stunt. And when Tony Jaa does the stunt, they replay it at least twice to make sure that we mm-hmm. see it. And it's never enough. Yeah, different angles. It's so sick, dude. There's one that's stuck in my mind where he's like sprinting and he goes into like a <clears throat> cartwheel, except he doesn't touch the ground. He just spins his body into a flip between these two, uh, two gla- glass. glass. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, oh, God. It's so cool, dude. I don't... And he makes it look so seamless, and I'm sure they tried it a bunch of times before nailing it for the movie, but, like, it looks so easy when he does it. Effortless. I mean, he's yeah. he's jump, he's jumping over, like, these... There's, like, I don't know, like, pitchforks and knives, and he's yeah. clearing them by doing the splits. Shout out Steven Seagal, I guess, there, but... Like, the thing about... They, they have this foot chase scene, right? where him and, and the other guy from the village are being chased because the other guy from the village owes some money to these gangsters because he, uh, in the street race, he scammed them or whatever. So they do this foot chase and he's running. And as he runs, he he keeps running into crazier and crazier obstacles. 
Like at the beginning, it's just a little, you know, a little piece, a little table where somebody is selling stuff. And then mm. there's like pitchforks and knives and bits of glass and barbed wire, barbed wire. And then there's a car coming in. And then the second car, and he has to slide under it. And it's like every single one he just jumps over, like it's nothing. And the one you mentioned, he does the splits, which is like ridiculous, but I've seen that done before. And there's other ones where he jumps with his legs just all the way up to his head. Oh he my just, god. His body just bends and he jumps flat like that, yeah. legs first. It's like, I, I don't even understand how you do that. Like, with both legs, it's ridiculous. Where, like, he goes almost, like, into a V where he's, like, crunching yeah, in midair like, and his legs are... Yeah, dude, he, his clears are insane. Insane. How do and you train for like, that, man? I don't know. Like, his body <laughs> bends in a way that I don't think is supposed to, but it works for him. And the funniest thing, like, he clears the obstacles and then you see the other guy who's, like, kind of chubby and, and clumsy and he keeps trying to copy him and do the same thing but gets stuck okay did the gags work for you with with Humley? like yes. were they okay they're did. silly but like i'm okay with that because it's like it's a silly like yeah very clearly to me the movie is about look all the crazy shit tony jar can do yeah and we'll just construct any stupid narrative reason for him to do them and and that's cool i'm okay with that there's there's one stunt with with Humley slash George that was like maybe went on a bit too long, but like the gag is still cool enough for me to like it, it's still enjoyable um, when they're in the taxis and they almost drive off the uh, uh, I guess the the constructed freeway yeah. highway whatever and he's like he, he's got to like climb through the back of the tack the the motorcycle taxi um, mm-hmm. and then you like watch the thing fall yeah, they're like, cool. damn he would have like died maybe tooks. Is, Wait, they're called, that's I mean, what they're was, called, right? Tuk-tuk? Yeah. Tuk-tuk, yeah. yeah. I, I was just in Bangkok, and everybody tells you, do not get on them if you're a tourist, because they'll just... You're just going to pay a bunch of money to do nothing and get where you're, where you're going very slowly. But it's Work like off. a typical form of transportation in, in Thailand, basically. Did anybody jump over your taxi when you were there? They didn't, which is sad. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that whole sequence is ridiculous as well. They're just, with these like three wheel taxis, <laughs> so they're many. not supposed to go that fast. There's so many of them and they just keep going into new situations. Like the bridge ends and then he has to jump to another one. And then two of them crash into each other and one is like underneath the other one. And they oh, have to he's gonna, like, find climb. a way to, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous ridiculous like and the fact that you always see him being in the scene and that very few cuts as well is insane like it 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 very much reminded me of a jackie chan movie in the best way possible i wonder because they say no wires but i'm wondering if there's any kind of maybe like springboard underneath tony john any of these to get him that high Mm, i don't know because i feel like every time that it happens there's a way that he does it like he's either climbing on a wall and then jumping off or that kind of thing um but maybe i don't know there's when they're when they're in the foot chase where at one point they corner him and he oh my god runs towards them and just just uses their shoulders to run through them and just then keeps going that was ridiculous as well. And I'm sure, like, they had to coordinate it and whatever. But, like, if he puts one foot wrong, he's kicking a dude in the face and, like... Or falling, but yeah. Falling or ki- or ki- yeah, yeah. Ridiculous. Well, let's get into the fights, because you mentioned... Uh, one of the reasons why Tony Jaa, like, even starts to... Starts fighting at all 
I want I want you to read your note. The number two note. Verbatim. Oh, yes. But my note is don't hurt a woman in front of Tony Jarks. <laughs> Cause he yeah. okay, he wants to get back the head of Ongbark, which is this this Buddha that they have in his village. And that's all he needs to do. Like he doesn't want to fight. But then every time there's a bad guy who like punches a woman and so he gets really mad at at him and beats the shit out of him um the first few times we see him fight is is like is in 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 this underground club where they do like fights for with with bets on them and he just finds himself in the ring and the other person attacks him and he just knocks them out with one kick and he so, keeps losing money for the owner of the club because he keeps beating every single one of his like champions. That, and every single fight, like until later in the in the story where he meets people who are you know almost as strong as him, but every single fight they just come at him and he just destroys them, which is great. That first fight was against an American who yeah. is yelling at Tony or at Ting, "Fuck Muay Thai." <laughs> which is <laughs> which is so funny to me. Um, it only works on a stage. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I I think Tony Jaw when he's in his element when he's fighting and when he's like changing his stances is mm-hmm. the fucking coolest thing about this movie. Just watching yeah. him prepare to fight people. Just watching him wrap his arm in ropes up to his elbow is mm-hmm. like, dude, this movie is sick as hell. There's there's one fight scene um, towards the end, and I think it's okay if we're jumping around, right? Sure, yeah. There's not much plot in this movie. The, so exactly, yeah. ex- exactly. Uh, there's one fight scene towards the end where him and this this dude have already fought, and the boss says, "Be careful." Um, he what he yeah. threw it in last time. He yeah, because like, like he at one point the, the 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 you know the big evil boss of the underworld, I guess is. Uh, makes him go to a big fight in an actual ring and he makes him lose so he can win back all the money that he lost with him. Yes. But then but he doesn't he take that money, by the way. He, he only wants his no. money. The rest of the his, earnings, yeah, yeah. whatever, he doesn't care about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But, but the boss wants his money back because he keeps betting against him and losing. Um, and he promises, oh, I'm going to give you back the head if you do this one fight. And then obviously he doesn't and we get a final showdown. But it basically he has to lose the fight intentionally against this uh you know this other guy that is is with the the underworld and then they fight again yes and the funniest thing is like the first time you see both of them get prepared and this this bad guy is injecting himself with what i assume Steroids is like adrenaline adrenaline maybe like he doesn't feel the pain or something maybe it's adrenaline and then and then later in the fight and in, in the final fight when they're fighting for the last time he just has five syringes of, of adrenaline he's shooting himself right in the heart and doing all of that at the same time he's just yelling as he's injecting he's himself. just yelling and drooling it's so disgusting yeah insane film during that rematch there's one oh my god there's a couple scenes uh but there's one that tony jaw does where he like runs on the wall yeah. jumps off of it and in midair grabs his ankles and like you know Gravity does its thing, mm-hmm. and he falls down knees first onto the chest oh, God. of that dude he's fighting with. And I'm just like, dude. And, he, and then he goes to like the ground, like they're like on this like yeah, wooden platform, and they go, they crash through yeah. the scaffolding. Like, dude, 
like I I know there's there's safety precautions, but like there's no way that doesn't hurt. Whatever that. You know hurts. what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, you can, like I don't I don't know if I can even grab my ankles that way in midair <laughs> without just dying. Islam <laughs> like, says I would probably fall on my face. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Can you imagine us training to do this? This is. And do any of these stunts? Like, you'd have to train for years, and you know, and he did. Yeah. Islam says, "Sounds like I should watch this." I think a you thousand watch percent. This. This is crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. insane. Um, there's also... Talk, okay. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, please. Can we talk about, like, the the second fight where he's in, yes. in the fight club? It's like, there's various levels to it. It starts with this big Australian guy who screams at him and says stuff about killing people if he doesn't fight him or whatever. And he just beats the shit out of them. And then this Japanese guy comes up and he just he's doing all these very fast moves with his feet and and he and you know Tony Jai is just oh, standing there and he beats sick. the shit out of them and it's so cool and then and then we get this cutaway to this other guy who's at the bar just doing the crossword and he puts the crossword down and he shows up and he starts flinging chairs at Tony Jai and like he just breaks chairs on him on his and he just does this thing where he like blocks them with his knee because there's a lot of knees and elbows in Muay Thai it would seem and yeah it just gets crazier and crazier. It's so cool. It's like they, a multi-level fight. And they start fighting around. Oh my god! What, I don't. I don't know how it happens, but like they break the electrical box of the fight club, and so like mm. they have like you can see like the sparks like behind them as like they're fighting, and they start like the crowd starts dispersing, and they start fighting up the stairs and into like the the betters room with the bosses, and like he does the uh, so I get, spoilers again. This movie, this movie was fucking sick. But this segment, where he grabs that guy, throws him out the window, and yes. then sprints and then mi- in mid air knees him, and then they fall together back down to the ground floor. Yeah. And I God, pause it, so and I had to get like, dude, this movie is fucking cracked. That's crazy. Yeah. And like another one against that same guy is like this guy is standing on a table like looking for Tony Jaa and Tony Jaa just sprints jumps like double knees he does this thing where he he hits with both his knees and his fists and the guy just flies off the table and Tony Jaa somehow just lands on this tiny table without falling I don't know that one's crazy as well I don't even like <laughs> I can't I wish explain this movie had the one thing I wish this movie had that, that Jackie Chan movies have is outtakes like I just want to see them trying these stunts and failing and just just to understand what goes behind it like during the credits when they play yeah yeah a lot of jackie chan movies do like a blooper reel yes of them failing the stunts and it's usually like it gives you kind of a perspective of how meticulous they are because like it looks so effortless when he's doing them but i'm sure there's so many tries and attempts and training and the Ru- yeah. I, I had to mention Rush Hour again, but like the Rush Hour bloopers are fantastic too. Because yes, Jackie Chan is also teaching like Chris Tucker how to do these things, and it's funny. Yeah. Um. There's, I, that, there's that one. Sorry. There's that one Rush Hour blooper where he's directing instead of the director, and he says, "Okay, okay, okay." He's just let him go to lunch. I'm gonna take care of the scene, and he directs everyone. You do this. You do this. Pa, 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 <laughs> you do this. Then throw this, and I catch it. And it's great. I love Jackie. Uh, there's there's a moment that uh, that really stuck with me that I will have to mention as well. Okay. Um, there's a character in this movie, Don. He's like the 
our first kind of bad guy who... He's the person who steals the head of the Buddha. Yes. Turns out he's also like a drug pusher, I think. Uh, he, he has drugs. Um, mm-hmm. And he's like in this relationship with this woman who she says she's tired of it. She wants to quit drugs. She wants to get off of it. And Don laughs. And, and what he does is like takes like a handful of what I can th- I imagine is maybe heroin. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. Probably. And like forces it on her and like it makes her ingest it. And she starts overdosing. That scene really, that, that got to me, man. I thought that scene was like gripping. Yeah. Brutal. Yeah. It's, 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 that's, that's the one thing about this movie, I think. Like, as much as most of it is just like, what is the craziest shit that Tony Jarre is going to do? There's a few moments where it gets really dark. And I don't know if that's good or bad. Like, to me, it felt a little jarring. Because the whole hmm. rest of the film was like, you know, yes, it's about gangs and you know, criminals and shit, but, like, it's very very much about the stunts. And there's kind of a sense of voyeurism to it, like, where it's, it's like kind of fun to see what these people are able to do, regardless of what the narrative is. And then where's, there's a very serious scene of this girl just being forcefully overdosed, and, like, you see her starting to, to have, like, um, how do you say it? Foaming uh, at the mouth or whatever? I don't know. Foaming at the mouth, yeah. It's like, that's, whoa, that's a, a next-level thing that I wasn't expecting. It, and there's a few moments like that where I'm like, I, I don't know if this was so necessary for this. but Maybe it isn't, but the only argument I have against it is that, like, we get more of a depiction of who Humley's character is through these these right. women. Yeah. Like, obviously, he's taking care of, of a girl who's, like, I think, I forget her name, uh, his friend. Mm. And he's, like, helping her yeah. pay for school, I think. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like... The first time I actually see him be like a good person, you know, is is when mm-hmm. I guess he leaves her, but he like goes down and says, "Hey, yeah. call nine one one. There's Calls a girl overdosing in this room." Nine one one, yeah, or or you know, whatever. <laughs> you, you got you understood me. Actually, quick question. Yes, what do you call like in in European what? countries? Like, what is it in in Italy? It's in Italy. Place? It's hundred. It's one one two. One one two. It's well. It used to. There used to be different ones. There used to be one one two for the police, one one three for the the other. There's two different types of police in Italy, and then there was one one eight for an ambulance. But now it's all one thing. Okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Learn, learning be like every country anyway. has their own. I'm sure. Yeah, maybe it's nine one one in Thailand. Yeah. For all we know, maybe like I, they're trying. Going back to that, they're trying to make <laughs> the bad guys. Look, yes uh, e- extra dummy. extra bad yeah uh, which is yeah it, it, it works but at the same time it gets a little dark sometimes like the main but we didn't talk about this but the the, the gang leader is this guy who has had a tracheotomy yeah yeah tracheotomy and so he has you know he has the little hole on his neck and there's at one point where he just smokes through it at the cgi and you see the cigarette go to the into the hole and then smoke come out of it and he's smoking through it and he speaks with this weird robotic vo- robotic voice and like there's no reason for that it just kind of makes him look creepier for some reason and so they do that it. works That's, for me yeah yeah uh, it's pretty cool. while we're on this like i guess jarring mm. uh there's another switch in tone that i have to mention too but uh, again this one also worked for me at the end of a chase scene uh ting ends up underwater and he notices yeah. that there's like a whole collection of statue heads uh, that 
the gang yeah. leader is holding because like this is like like his assets like he's like on the black mm-hmm. market i think sells these um yeah they're and, like statue heads and statues uh, of, of buddha am i right in assuming that ting notifies the yeah police okay yeah that's what happens yeah 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 yeah, that's like it. he stops chasing the guy because he notices that they yeah. are disrespecting the figure of the Buddha. In yeah, and I don't know that whole scene underwater, like that switch. That's cool. I thought, that was, I thought was cool. cool. Yeah, not much else I think to talk about in terms of plot, but we do have to mention no. the ending here. Mm-hmm. So I think you wrote that it, it does it does have a a weird sad note. Yeah, like, that I think works, and then it, and then it, and then it, it keeps going, and then it just kind of just yeah. stops, and the movie just ends <laughs> there. And I'm like, yeah. okay, like Humley dies. Like the, the point of that character is like, oh, he doesn't care about the village anymore, and then by the end, he you know he helps get back on Bak, and and he sacrifices himself to get back the the head of Ong Bak, and he you know a giant Buddha head falls on him, so he dies, and it's like. I don't know, man. Did he have to die? Like the ending didn't have to be that sad. Probably they could not. just walk back into they could just walk back into the village together and oh he's finally reunited with his dad and they have the statue. Like it there's really no reason why it has to end on a sad note, but I don't know. I, I shed a little tear though when Humley says, Tell my dad I'm sorry I couldn't be your yeah. end. And I was like, damn, yeah, that, that hits. Oh, that's good. It was that's probably good, also a little unnecessary. I, I'll, yeah. I'll agree sure you know what i mean like come on like a second ago the the scene was uh evil you know bad guy shooting adrenaline in his heart to fight harder like yeah i don't yeah. know but whatever it doesn't matter the movie's great it <laughs> doesn't matter yeah again the, i think the, the the takeaway from the movie is that the action is insane uh which leads me to our kind of next point is any other stunts we want to mention there's one i forgot to mention uh there's a moment where someone is riding like a motorcycle and Tony Jaw knees the rider in the face to destroy the helmet and like remove it off the dude. And they show it twice. I don't know. I don't know how you do this. That, how that do you take that death. hit? And yeah. That dude passed out. Like they took him to the hospital. There's no way I don't care much padding you have. Like, I, I, like there's a thing about what Tony Jaa does. It's not like I understand when when they're kicking from a fixed position. I can understand them being so good that they just lightly touch each other and it looks like a hit. sprinting. But he's sprinting full speed and jumping off like a truck onto him while he's moving. So there's no way to simulate the force in that. Like, he's going full speed. So, like, I don't know. That guy just got really hurt for the purpose of making this one shot in the movie, which is awesome. You could say that about anyone in this movie. Damn, that guy just got really hurt. And that is my takeaway for Ong Bak, is that I think you should watch the movie because the stunts are what make the film, um, even if the plot is a little bit thin. Uh, This movie is well worth watching, even though we spoiled it, it, it. it rocks. It does. Cool, matter. cool, like you, cool. Until, until we, you can't explain this movie. Like until you see what this guy does, it doesn't. Yeah. Compute. Ongbak, Muay Thai warrior. See it for yourself. Anyway, that is a four star movie for me. Yep. Yes. I lo- I love when we, we like both finish a movie club movie, and it's like, damn, 
four stars let's go just like the rock just like the rock awesome yes this is just kind of like and the funny thing is like we this movie was oh let's pick a uh, you know kong martial arts movie and we picked the most martial arts movie whereas it's like no plots just people punching each other and kicking the shit out of each other and that's the movie and mm-hmm. it's great and sometimes that's enough right sometimes that's all you want okay that's it for action summer sad face it's almost cool in the summer though it's cool yeah shout out to hugo am i right shout out yourself <laughs> shout uh out. next month we were hugh and i were between a few options but i think also with um Oh, I forget the actual name of it, but like Hispanic Heritage Month that doesn't sound right, but that runs mm. through September 15th through October 15th. I think it's one of the reasons why I was kind of edging this way. Spoilers. The theme for the month of September is Películas en Español, a.k.a. Spanish language films. I've got my list of options. Hugo has his. How do we begin? Um, you could start. Like, I'm sure you've seen more than I have. I, I had a few ideas there, but I, I noticed that you had seen them, but I d- did find a few that uh, you haven't. So I think it's going to be an interesting... Yeah, I, I think what... You it, give me some options. When I think of... Go. Yeah, thank you. When I think of, uh, uh, like, quintessential Spanish language films, uh, I'm thinking of directors first. I think Alfonso Cuaron is, like... Mm-hmm. Like, Roma is, like, my quintessential... <laughs> Jackson says C in chat. Fuck, that got me. That caught me off guard. Everyone should go watch Roma if you haven't already. It's, it's also on Netflix, I think. Uh, that That is, yes. like... Uh, that is my five-star Spanish-language movie. So good. I also think Del Toro, Pan's Labyrinth, of course. Uh, Iñárritu. And so that's kind of where I... St- oh, uh, Pedro Almodovar. Almodovar. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, is it Almodovar or Almodovar? You got it right. Sure. Almodovar. Because okay. of the accent. You're right. The first one or the second one? The second one. Almodovar. Is it Var Almodovar? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. At least we're trying, right? Yeah. And so that's kind of where I started like my list. Um, I wanted to go through through these directors first and see what I hadn't seen and see like what's missing. Uh, and so I started with uh, Iñarito, and my first pick mm. I think is going to be Amores Perros. Mm. A fatalistic. That was another one that I was looking at as well. Okay. A fatalistic car crash in Mexico City sets off a chain of events in the lives of three persons. And then et cetera, et cetera. You can read the rest yourself. But uh, I heard 4.1 average on Letterboxd. Uh, very high rating from a lot of people. One that I have not seen. One that you have not seen. So I think it's got to go on the list. Great choice. Great choice. So I was also looking at those same directors, but I would I assumed that because you had seen more from them than I had, that you would pick something from them. So I went to look at other people. Um, and I ended up really wanting to do an Alejandro Jodorowsky film. Um, Jodorowsky is a, I mean, obviously the name, the surname doesn't sound like he's Hispanic mm-hmm. of any way, in any way, but he's actually a Chilean uh, filmmaker. He was born in Chile. And he was the the person who was supposed to make Dune in the 1970s. Oh, wow. It's that Jodorowsky. If you haven't seen the, the documentary, there's a documentary called Jodorowsky's Dune, which is a documentary about the making of oh. the movie, the first version of what the film was going to be. Yeah. It's an excellent documentary. And he's this, like, this surrealist filmmaker uh, from his most famous movies are from the 70s. And so... 
I want to pick one from him, but I don't know which one. So it's either going to be Il Topo, which is a surrealist Western that he made in 1970. I think he stars in it as well. And it's like a surrealist adventure in in the Old West. I think it's set in Mexico. In spaghetti but Western. I'm not entirely sure. No, it's not a Spaghetti Western because it's it's from a Chilean. It's like in Spanish, but I'm not sure well, if it's set in Mexico or not. But it's on like, Letterbox, it says the definitive cult Spaghetti Western. Is that wrong? That's fucking weird because Spaghetti Western means Italian Western, and this isn't Italian, obviously. Um, but. Sure, like, whatever. Regardless, this is a, like a cool surrealist Western movie. Or the other option, which is his most well-regarded film, is La Montaña Sagrada, which is The Holy Mountain in yes, English. And yes. is like a crazy fever dream surrealist uh, spiritual film. Like, that is apparently very hard to explain, but it's like... The premise is like a Mexican master leads a Christ figure and other disciples to a mount of immortal wise men. It's dude, some crazy shit. I, and I think we should pick this. Yes, yes, this. yes. Wait, yes. wait, what'd you say? La Montaña Sagrada, the I, Holy Mountain. All we pick is insane movies. I think the Holy Mountain yes. is, is got to be one of the, yeah. Perfect. I'm writing this in. On the list. Yes. La Montaña Sagrada. This movie like, looks nuts. Which I'm into. I love nuts. So what's your second one? Um, it's it was really hard to. I'm I'm gonna mention my my other options without actually saying mm-hmm. like what I am gonna go with. Um, Guillermo del Toro. One of my options was was Kronos. I've never seen Kronos. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not a high letterbox rating, three point four. Like it's people love it, some people don't. Uh, but it's one that I was thinking about. Uh, one that I almost decided to go with was a Juan Jose uh, Campanella movie, which is The Secret in Their Eyes, 4.1 mm-hmm. rating on Letterboxd. And I, I think I might actually end up watching this before Movie Club, just so it has an extra credit thing for me. Another one I was thinking about was Wild Tales, another 4.1. Like, this movie and The Secret in Their Eyes is in lists for like some like best Spanish language films. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind yeah. of filling in the gap there. But what I'm going to go with, kind of a safer choice, it's a it's an Almodovar film with Penelope Cruz, kind of more quintessential Spanish films there. Uh, and this is, in English, it's Return, but the movie's called Volver, 2006. Mm, sounds great. And this one has a... I also had one of those on my list, so... Almodovar just makes, like, banger melodrama films that you really can't go wrong with with any of them. Mm-hmm. Um, quintessential movies from him, I think, are, are all about my mother. I think that's in the Criterion Collection. Pain and Glory is another good one. Uh, I think Parallel Mothers that just came out last year is yeah, maybe my last. favorite. I thought that one was incredible. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I also heard Volvet yeah. is a, a little bit horny. So, <laughs> of course. Yeah. I mean, all his movies are a little bit horny. So. That's sure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then. Um, I also had a, a few Almodovar options. Like one of, one that seemed interesting was also Women on the Verge of a Nervous Breakdown. Yes. Uh, but since we already have one of his on it on the list, I'm going to go with the other weird one that I had on. Like I've been meaning to watch this. The movie is called Time Crimes or Los Chronocrimines, which means time crimes, times 
like time in the sense of time travel. It's a science fiction film directed by a man called Nacho Vigalondo, who is a Spanish filmmaker who also made the movie Colossal. I don't know if you've heard of this movie. Oh, yes, I've seen that. Yeah, Time Crimes is a 2007 um, science fiction film. It's the premise is a man accidentally gets into a time machine and travels back into in time nearly an hour. Finding himself will be the first of a series of disasters of unforeseeable consequences. And it just looks weird and interesting. So I thought Dude, it on the list. This is a solid pick. Yeah. I, I gotta respect your picks this time around. Mine mine seem like more basic. Holy Bound and Time Crimes, like those seem like uh, Yeah. <laughs> like some iconic watches. Uh, I respect that, I think, respect your I think the most basic picks you could have made would have been like Todos Sobre Mi Madre, which I know you've seen. Itumama Tambien, which I know you've seen. Mm. Roma, Roma, obviously that you've both seen. Fucking love so Roma. I, I thought I would look for something more weird that yeah. we probably, you know, fewer people have seen, maybe, you know. So there yeah. you have it. Your possible options for September Películas en Español Month. Holy Mountain, Time Crimes, Amores, Perros, and Volver. Keep an eye on our Twitter later next week to vote for next month's film for our movie club. And that's it for the show. Hugh, you want to plug your Twitter before we bounce out? You, long yes, today. you can find my Twitter at Hugh underscore You can listen to Remember the Film, and you can also listen to I'm So Tired, which we recently did uh, another episode on upcoming Marvel movies and kind of gauging how into like upcoming films and TV shows we are. Yeah. When is when is Remember the Film coming back? Remember the Film is recording this weekend. Let's go, We're baby. We're doing the film Young Adult with Charlize Theron. Young Adult with you, Charlie. All right, I'm going to write that down. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Okay. Thank you, my friend. Thank you, everyone listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Until next... Oh, sorry. Remember to give us a sub to stay up to date with all our cinema thoughts here on Large Popcorn. And now, until next time, we hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you, Ryan Johnson. Long live Chloe Zhao and Denis. We trust. <laughs>